Hey you, it's me, Danny, and you've tuned in to I'm Just Saying, where I get out here on these internet streets and find hot topics for us to discuss. Now are you ready to jump in? I know I am. Let's go. You guys know that at the end of every podcast, I let you guys know that I'm out here on these internet streets. I have also been inviting you to send me clips of anything that you think would be something great to discuss. Well, our friend Summer has started off that um, invitation, taking me up on that invitation, and she sent me a wonderful clip on Messenger, and um, so I watched it, and I thought that it was a pretty good topic, and it involved um, the discussion about men. And so, of course, me not being a man thought <laughs> it would be a great idea to invite a man to have a conversation with me. So I asked one of my friends, and this is a new friend, ladies and gentlemen. So I asked one of my friends if he would watch the clip as well, and then if he would be interested in having a discussion with me. And he was, because (laughs) some people are just great like that. It didn't even take a lot of coaxing, which I thought it would do, but it didn't, to get him onto the podcast. So, please enjoy this conversation with one of my new friends. And, again, don't forget to subscribe and like the pe- the um, podcast. Don't forget to rate it if you're on iTunes. And you can leave me reviews. Reviews are great for um, the success of this podcast. So, you want to write a quick review, go down to the bottom. And you can write a quick review um, about how you feel about the podcast overall. Don't forget, new listeners, I appreciate you, and as well as I appreciate all of my returning listeners, thank you, and let's get on with today's topic. Hello. Hello. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) It's a simple process, but sometimes it's a little complicated at the same time. I know. (laughs) But thank you for joining and um, all of the listeners here at Just Saying Podcast. Um, guys, I have one of my friends, a new friend, because we just growing here. So um, this is um, who is minister at my church. He is also the youth leader at my church, and he's a friend of mine. And because he is a male obviously. (laughs) I thought it would be great to add him in on this conversation. So what I wanted to do this week, because you guys know I'm out here on these internet streets, is I found a clip from Sister Circle that I'm not even really sure where it comes on. Somebody sent it to me, which is what you guys are supposed to do. And um, I watched it and it was a clip from Dondre Whitfield. And if you guys don't know who he is, he plays Remy on... Queen Sugar presently, but he used to be um, Vanessa's boyfriend on um, The Cosby Show, just to bring it all together. And Dontre Whitfield was speaking about the difference between grown men and grown males. 
So since it's a male situation and issue and subject, I thought it'd be great to bring a man in to talk about this before I give any opinion <laughs> from a female, female perspective. So, Van, I know that you did see the clip. Yes. And I just wanted to get your opinion on this topic however that you may feel feel free to say as you as you wish okay um i thought it was actually uh pretty good um i thought he did a very uh, good job at explaining it um Mm -hmm. and and just just to make it a little personal uh for me it was very similar where um and i and i don't take this lightly because i think the women do a great job at raising children um, and when it comes to raising um, males, uh, they do a good job at raising them, but it makes it very difficult um, because, like he said, you can't teach them to be a man. You can teach them to be a male, but it's very difficult to teach a, um, um, him to become a man. Um, and you can kind of give oh, them right. advice of what you would like a man to be, and you can instill that in him. Um, but it makes it difficult. And my mom raised, you know, three males, but it, in later in life, it became very difficult when I became a husband, when I became a father, because she did a great job at raising me, um, to do the right things and how to treat women and, you know, how to, to be a provider. And she taught us how to cook and clean and do all those things, but she couldn't teach me how to be a man, um, and so, you know, I applaud my mom for what she did, um, but my father just never stepped up to be that man in my life to teach me how to be a man. So as I got older, it became um, evident because when I got married, you know, I was trying to do the best that I could at, at what I thought a husband mm-hmm. was supposed to be, um, what a man was supposed to be. Um, but it, I got nervous because once I got married, I'm like, okay, now what? Yeah. You know, now what am I supposed to do? And because nobody ever taught me that part. You know. It, and so me being a single mother um and I have two young men in my home. Um I've always tried to find male role models to pa- to help them to pattern themselves after um when you when you were married before coming up, did you ever really see like relationships? Because I think one of the things I've been trying to talk about here is the fact that um, we don't, when we are single parents, a lot of times we, we don't do this thing where we show our children like healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. And so I think like for boys and girls, it's hard for them to understand how to, hold healthy relationships when they're adults so when you were saying you were getting you got married and you were like now what were there people that you had to find or did you just kind of like where did you pull from to be a father because you've been married now for how many years oh lord 28 years <laughs> shout out for the years like, <laughs> i don't have a soundboard here so i have to use <laughs> my own self but woo, woo, for the for the years because that I, I like that's amazing especially for somebody who can admit that they had no idea what they were really supposed to do once they were actually married yes 
So was there, what was the patterning for you or did you, like, how did you go about trying to figure out what a husband is and what a healthy relationship for you, for the two of you should look like? Um, that, that, that's tough. A lot of it, I would say, uh, I try to look at things on television. Um, mm-hmm. I know that's not the best thing, but when you're looking at you know, what we had, um, you know, my mom ended up getting remarried to my stepfather who was also in the home, but was in the home, but wasn't present. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and so when he married my mom, my mom already had, um, three other children and now, you know, they got married and had, you know, had my sister. So now it was four children in the home, but he never really interacted with us. So even though I had a male in the home, um, it wasn't, anything that um it wasn't a strong relationship because the relationship we had wasn't really a relationship um he had a relationship with my mother and he had a relationship with my sister who was his child but as far as the rest of us we really didn't have a a relationship so then we had to try to find it elsewhere and so um so for me you know it was anyone that i saw on tv um anything that i saw friends you know, and where I went to school was predominantly Caucasian. And so, you know, the relationship I would see there, but it still didn't hit me because I was looking for African-American relationships that I could see so that I could model myself after. And that I didn't see. Um, uh, my grandmother on my mom's side was not, you know, married. So um, there was no relationship there that I could model after. Um, the relationship on my dad's side Um, I did have a relationship with my grandmother and my grandfather there, um, but their relationship, you know, was different, (laughs) you know, um, that was really old school and really, you know, my grandfather worked hard, but, you know, there was other, other things that went on there, but um, that was the other, I would say, if it was anything that, that I would say I would model after, I would say that would probably be the closest relationship. Okay. Cause I, because for me now, one of the things is I've had conversations with a couple of my female friends in in the past couple of, uh, maybe the past week and a half, because mm-hmm. I want to talk about this. We've all come to the conclusion that the majority of our relationships were with um, grown males who really didn't know... Um, they, they didn't be- behave with what we think grown men should do. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, but in talking with a lot of them, we also realized that we spent a lot of our own cell, our own time being grown um, females, but not actually grown women. Mm-hmm. And so we were holding a lot of expectation to men that we weren't even really able to achieve ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's why we feel like a lot of relationships fail. So, um, because they're, we're not taught how to like grow with right. the person that we're with. Like we just, we, we, we don't know how to do that. And so I'm trying to, to figure out what would be one thing, or I'm just asking a couple of people, like, what do you think would be one thing that would better serve the men, especially in our African-American communities um, to, to help them to mature past, um, you know, 15, 16 year old mentality. Okay. Um, I would say uh, the one thing that I would say would be actually um, 
having some type of accountability with other strong men that have I do apologize that have oh you're fine that have been able to um get past that or learn from it um Mm -hmm. because I I think you know that's what's going to help you get any any man or any male that's what's going to help them get through anything is being able to have other males to be able to relate to, to sit and talk with, to um, talk about your struggles with. So you need someone that, that's going to be able to hold you accountable and that you feel comfortable to talk with, you know, because most of the issues, you know, that most of the men are going to fall into is that trust issue, mm-hmm. you know, and so opening up to another male, you know, may show to them that they are weak, but it really, it's not. Yes. Because I, I believe that, when the boys are young, we do them a disservice one by not allowing them to be emotional creatures. When they're younger, um, we do a lot yes. of this like manning up, better man up kind of stuff. But right, we, boys don't cry. Right, and so for me, my thought is that, and this is just my theory, is that um, in especially in urban communities that. We only teach our children how to be angry. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the only emotion that they identify the best with is um, anger. So they we don't break it down into the categories of embarrassment, pain, hurt, confusion. Like we don't teach them those feelings. So they only know anger and they only seen anger acted out in two ways. You right. fight or you shoot somebody. And so... Um, I think that we need to be able to learn how to have an expectation of a softer side to our children um, so that they're able to even ask for help. Like, we don't have a lot of males who know that they can say, I don't know what I'm doing with this wife that I have right now. Right. I need to ask another man because like you said they start feeling like oh that's soft you know oh you're not you know you need to man up and figure it out but how can I figure out something I've never seen exactly and um so I had a conversation with uh, a guy who I just met who's really cool and hopefully I can get him on the podcast who used to be a gang member back in the 90s and mm-hmm. he now um, is an ex-military. Um, I think he works for the government right now. Um, and like, whole lot. And I was having this conversation with him about like, why did you do that? What was the thing? And he was saying that he, even though he was doing all of this stuff in the streets, it his inner self was still telling him like, this ain't right. And this mm-hmm. isn't, you know, what it is. But he had to remove himself from the whole entire state to be able to change himself and transform mm-hmm. himself because he didn't feel like he had in his own town to be able to you know talk to his friends and say hey we should do some other things because the expectation is everybody's supposed to be hard right um is that something that you think that schools would need to do or is that more of a community outreach such, such as like churches um because i don't i know i'm not i'm just gonna have to admit that i'm not completely (laughs) i'm not connected enough with the youth ministry at my church to know whether or not that is something that is um taught 
to our young children, our children and teens and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. The ability to be emotional without, um, you know, ridicule. Right. And, and, and I'll say, I'll say this. I think it's, it's a combination of all of that. I think the schools need to do a better job at it. I think the community and the churches and everybody as a whole needs to do a better job of it because we just don't talk about it. Right. You know, and so um, it does need to start somewhere. Um, and I will say that um, the one thing that I, the one advice, and, and I'm kind of backing up here a little bit, yeah, that's um, that I want to hit it is that when we were talking about relationships, um, that we have adult males and we have adult females but they don't know how to be adult men and adult women yeah um the one thing that i would say when it comes to relationships is that uh, it seems nowadays that people give up too easily absolutely when when you're in a relationship and i'm i'm going to speak for myself you know being in a marriage for 28 years it takes work okay you know it's it's a it's a daily thing that it takes work and you just can't give up you know, we hit our rough patch, you know, mm-hmm. in, in our marriage. And, um, you know, and, you know, there were some hurtful things that were said and some things that, you know, we each did. But we were able to um, say, you know what, we're going to push through this. And um, and it was early in our marriage. You know, it was probably around year five. OK. Know? And so um, we had to work through that. And then from that point, you know, every every year, you know, you're growing. You know, you're growing with each other. You learn more about each other. You learn the differences, the likes, the dislikes. And there may be things that come down years down the down the way that you realize, you know what, I really don't like that about her. Or, you know what, he really does this and I really don't like it. You know, and that's where communication is vital. But what happens is, as men, we're not taught to communicate. We're not right. taught that this is what you're supposed to do. Because you know what, you the man. You're supposed to be, you know, you do whatever you want to do because you're the man. Right. You know, but people <laughs> fail to realize that, yeah, you can be the man, but guess what? You're going to be the man out on the street by yourself <laughs> yes. because yes. this this is a relationship, you know, and it takes two and you have to work hard at it, you know. So should we be doing a better job? Absolutely. I know, at, you know, in the youth ministry, it, you know, at the church, you know, we don't hit a lot of that because we're dealing with um, right now issues, the mm-hmm. right now things that they're dealing with and some of that doesn't come up so do we knew, right. do we eventually yes uh, there are times and i haven't done it in a while where you know i would have um 10 to 15 boys at my house mm-hmm. just so that we can talk okay let's talk about men things you know and it's probably been uh, oh now that i think about it, it's been over a year since i've done it but i've had it at least three times at my house where we've sat around and we talked about the issues of being a man you know, some of the responsibilities and what, you know, the word of God says that we're supposed to be as men, mm-hmm. you know, as godly men. What is it that we're supposed to be doing? How is it that we're supposed to be treating the young ladies? You know, um, so there are things that I try to do um, that we haven't that I can say that I fall short on. But I still mentor a lot of people. I still got. Yes, um, I have young adults who are now married, who are in their 30s that I still talk with and who I meet you know, pretty regularly to discuss some of the issues that they're having in their homes, you know, because they're now married with children and, you know, these issues come up that, you know, they fall into the same category that they haven't had, you know, a male role model in their house 
And so now they're going through the same process. And so I, you know, I try to help them through this and um, you know, so it, it does come up and, you know, I'm trying to do my part, you know, because I figure if I can at least help one young man get through this, that hopefully they will just continue the process and help one. And so we can just continue to get, you know, this going in the world. Absolutely. Now, last, my last episode, um, I was talking about this whole situation about loving people and that you're in relationships with. And it came off of a clip from Will Smith, who um, was saying that when he and Jada were having trouble, mm-hmm. they went to go speak to Ruby D. Uh-huh. And um, he said that she asked how long they had been together. And they, at that point, they had been together actually 17 years. Uh-huh. And he, Ruby D told her, oh, you don't even really know him yet. And um, so I had this conversation with my friend, Teron, about how mm-hmm. um, in relationships, the healthier ones, you get a chance and have these safe places to have conversations with the person that you love. And um, to be able to say the things that, because, you know, when we grow and we evolve, there are things we want to try, we want to we see, we want to do. And if we don't have healthy relationships, we are not able to say those things to the people we're in relationship with. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that we were talking about how in our communities, we, that isn't patterned to, to, one, have safe and healthy environments to speak. Um, our heart and our mind and also to understand that people are going to grow and they're not going to stay exactly the same and there are going to be things that will evolve in the person your relationship with that you may not like like you said like there's some things that you're like I, I just don't like that thing but be able to say that doesn't mean that I have to leave them right. because right. I don't like this thing I need to understand that that is who they are or have a conversation with them because maybe they don't realize that they come across in these ways and they may be willing to to alter, you know, their behaviors to fit into what we have going on here. And I, I, I would just wish that I could figure out a way or hopefully I'm sparking conversations here to get people to think about those things inside their own homes mm-hmm. as far as, you know, men, men being able to freely speak without a woman in a relationship saying to them, you know, like you need to man up, you need to act right. Um, I think that act right, the statement act right is kind of an abusive term that we use because it basically just says act right so that I can still love you instead of be who you are. And let me figure out if that, you know, how I work myself in your life. Um, and so I know I'm saying a lot of stuff. I know I'm saying a lot of stuff, but. And let me, let me say this. I I think too, what we have to understand too, is everybody's um, everyone brings baggage. Right. Um, Everyone's past is different. So the way that somebody may have been raised is different than what you may have been raised. Um, and we have to understand this too. You know, it's very difficult for a lot of men to open up to anybody, um, let alone somebody that they care about uh, in a relationship to totally, you know, uh, open up because now you're asking me to be vulnerable. Now you're asking me to, to, to really trust when, when you look back at it as a, as a male, we have been raised by strong black women mm-hmm. and nine times out of 10, we end up marrying strong black women. 
And so right then and there, there's an issue because now, you know, you don't want to give up being a strong black woman because you got a man. I don't need a man. You know, I can do this by myself. (laughs) You know, we hear those same things over and over again. But yet you turn around, you'd be like, well, I'm trying to get me a man. Well, how are you going to get you a man (laughs) if you ain't trying? You see what I'm saying? Yes. And so it becomes difficult. And so you send these mixed messages to the men and we're like, okay, well, what is it that you want? You know, because you're telling me one thing, but then when we're trying to have this relationship, then you show me something different. And now you're telling me you don't need me, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's just, there's a lot of things that are going on here. And it's like, you want to, you know, you want the men to open up. But, you know, there's that fear, you know, there's that fear of, are you going to hurt me just like everybody else has? Or, mm-hmm. you know, it, are, are the hurts going to come up or, or am I going to open myself up to be hurt again? You know, because of from X, Y and Z or when I was growing up, you know, I had a strong black mother. I had a strong, you know, auntie or a strong grandmother that was, you know, that helped raise me. And so I had all these women in my life that, you know, but there was no men. Right. You know, and so that struggle is hard because it's like, you know, I couldn't talk to my mom. I couldn't talk to my auntie. I couldn't talk to my grandmother because they were telling me to, you know, act right. You see what I'm saying? So we yeah. use all these terms and now yeah. here we are, you know, and you're and you're saying, oh, well, you need to you need to man up. OK, well, how am I supposed to do that when I didn't have a model to do that? Right. You know, and so there it is. It's a struggle. And so, you know, this is why I tell people all the time, you know, get counseling if, if you have to. You know, even if it's just for yourself to figure out who you are and what it is that you're looking for, what it is that you need to overcome or what issues you may have from your past, because guess what? They will catch up to you. Yeah. You know, they will show themselves, you know, later in life. So for me, you know, I thought I had to hold, you know, dad locked up. You know, thought that I was like, oh, well, I didn't need my dad. I'm cool. You know, I was raised, you know, I'm cool. I got my brothers and, you know, this and that. But you know what? It, it still it still didn't. I still needed my dad. Right. You know, I still needed a male to show me things. And I didn't have that. And so I had to figure it out myself, you know. And so now, you know, God has really placed on my heart to help young men, you know, in any way that I can to show them the different things, to show them that, you know what, you can be in a stable relationship with one person. It doesn't mean that you have to be like everybody else and be sleeping around with this one and this one and that one. And here you're trying to juggle three, four or five different women, you know, because that's what, you know, that's what some people consider being a man. How many many people you're with, you know, you don't need to be tied down. You know, you show me, you show me somebody now who's later in life who doesn't have anybody that thinking that, you know, sleeping around or being with all these women work for them because now guess what? They alone. True. You know, and, True. And, and you know, and they got all these children out here who don't have a father who are growing up with the same cycle because yeah. you didn't step up to be the man that you were supposed to be. You know, and so that's why I say having men's having a mentor, somebody in their lives that they can talk to, that they can be encouraged and who they, who they trust and who, who they'll open up to to talk about these things, because these are real issues. You know, and, and, and like I said, I've been married for 28 years. I've been, you know, dealing with youth for, you know, for a long time. But now <laughs> there's nothing that doesn't shock me. Yeah. And, and I pretty much, I come out and I'm like, okay, you know, let, let's talk about this. Okay, you've been married for, you know, three years. Okay, let's talk about this. You know, and I, I hit it all. There's nothing that I don't hold back. 
you know, because I need them to understand, you know what? Let's talk about your sex life. Let's talk about, you know, your intimacy without having sex, but just your intimacy that you spend right. with your spouse. You know, right. what are you doing? Are you just because you have kids? Do you still have date night? Do you still go out? You know, what things are you doing to keep the things in your life, in your relationship with your spouse, you know, alive? Because guess what? When your kids grow up and they're grown, it's just you two. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and you don't want to get into that point where you're just like, oh, I don't even like them no more. Because you've yeah. grown apart, because you you were so worried about your kids and focusing on your kids that you weren't focusing on your relationship. Right. Because your kids are going to leave. Oh, yes. And you are going to look at that person and go, I don't even know if I know you. Right. Um, and, and that's one of my things. Again, I'm coming from a single woman's perspective, but I've always had this thing where um, I just kind of feel like, but what happens like when, when we get older? Like, what are we doing? Because there there has to come a time when you know, you, you know. Of course, for me, my children are all grown now, and um, the majority of your children are grown as well. But um, we, I'm I'm at a place where you know I have a lot of single women who are mm-hmm. friends of mine, and I always you know want to have these conversations where I know you guys still want to kind of like run and do, but you know we're gonna get to a point where we you you want to settle down, and if you haven't tried yet to process what that looks like, right. I'm sorry. Um, you will have spent so much time trying to figure out, you know, your, you haven't spent any time trying to figure yourself out to be able to right. share yourself with someone. And so because you haven't spent any time trying to share your, figure your own self out, you, you definitely can't teach any of the children who were in your house how to be productive you, we can always teach them how to work or, you know, how to mm-hmm. you know, do those kind of things. But we don't know how we, we're not really teaching them how to um, find themselves or figure out their purpose and, and what they need, because we're we're running around in selfish circles with other people in selfish circles. Right. So that's not really what relationships look like. And, um, so, you know, I think for like, like when you said, I want to touch back on when you said that men, you know, are thinking about women who say like, I don't need a man, but I want a man. Uh, I think that we do that damage a lot when the boys are younger because they Mm -hmm. hear their mothers and saying it. And so if you grow up all the time saying, I don't need a man, I can do this by myself. I don't need a man. I don't need a man. When they become older, and even father children, they can't possibly think that there really is a need for them to be around because Correct. they've heard for so long that they aren't needed. Correct. Um, that I think that the expectation of them be sticking around is a little bit unfair to them. Yep. Now, I know that there still is the need for them to be around, but... Correct. If there's a community of women saying we don't need men, we don't like men, we don't want, you know, we don't respect them. I don't have to respect them. I can do my own thing. All of those, you know, typical, unfortunately, typical things that are said. 
Then we have a community of young males who grow up going, I don't know why she act like she need me over there. Right. Because my mom did it, my auntie did it, my grandma did it, everybody was doing it, and they were saying they didn't need no man. So then I believe that those males look at those women as weak. So I don't have to respect you because you're weak if you can't do this thing that my mom, my grandma, my auntie, my neighbor has been saying she could do for the last 20 years. Right. Um, and I don't, and I, you know, I, I don't know how we do that other than to speak to teens about the actual what what life actually looks like opposed to the expectations that have already been put out there that are unfair and um, are untrue because relationships don't don't look like you know the cuteness of the Huxtables um, or um, even present day like a Queen Sugar or you know, this, what you think that you see the romanticized thing that scandal, you know, look like there are pains and there are, you know, discussions and sometimes even arguments, but you can do those things and still, you know, forgive, learn, understand and forgive in the relationships that you're in. Right. Without running. Yep. Or, um, or um, people sh- um, shifting because we just tend to date the same kind of person anyway because we're not learning from what we were doing in the last relationship. Right. And so it becomes a generational curse. Right. You know, and we have to try and get, to make that change to stop that. You have to say, you know what, enough is enough. Because like for me, you know, even though I grew up with strong black women, I decided that, you know what, I was not going to be like my father. You know, I was not going to be like some of these other men that when I got married um, and I told my wife this, when we get married, it's for life. There's I don't want to hear divorce. I don't want to hear any <laughs> of that. We are going to work through whatever situation it was. And so when we got to that point, when we had that, you know, earlier in our marriage, you know, and she used the, the D word. And when I when she said divorce, she knew that it was going to my you know, that it was going to hurt me, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and, and that and it did. It hurt me. But I said, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going down like this. I am not doing this. And so we, I fought and I said, we're going to make this work. And we did, you know, but you know, you, you have to be able to, to, to set those boundaries and say, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to have, you know, I decided that I'm not going to have children out of marriage, you know, because everyone in my family has done it, you know, and I see the effects that it has on the children. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm not going to do this. And so that's what I decided, you know, and I said, you know, I'm going to do this. And and it's the crazy thing in my family is that it wasn't the men. It was the women. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't the men that was fathering children. It was the women that were having these children, you know? And so I was like, okay, well, I'm cool because we're not going to, you know, as a man, you know, I'm not going to do that. But when I had my daughter, I'm like, oh, no, the curse <laughs> stops here. So yeah. I'm going to do whatever I can right. to make sure that my daughter does not fall into that same pattern that all the women in my family have fallen into, you know. And so I started her when she was young, you know, and I would tell her, you see this, you see that that's not going to happen. You see what they're doing. You will not do that, you know. And so there was an expectation 
you know, okay. that I, yeah. as her father, had. Mm-hmm. And I instilled in her so that, you know, you will wait till you get married before you have children. You will do this, you know. And so when we give those expectations to our children, then right. that's what they will expect. And that's what they will try to, um, to work on. But if there's no expectation, you know, then they're going to do what, they, what they've seen. Right. Absolutely. You know, and, absolutely. and so we we as the adults have to turn around and say, OK, so how how can I make this change? If I made the mistake and I've seen, you know, I've fallen into the same you know patterns, how can I make a change? How can I make it for the next generation so that they don't go through and so that they learn from what we went through or what I've gone through? And so that's what I do. I try to work on those things. And say, OK, you know what? This is what I've seen. And this is what I am going to try and do to, to not make it happen, not only in my own family, but, you know, but, you know, in all of the youth that I come into contact with, the young adults that I come into contact with, how can I help you? Because, you know, what it used to be, it takes a village to raise. Yeah. You know, we've gotten away yes. from that because now Absolutely. it's like, oh, who are you? Don't be talking to my child like that. You, you know, <laughs> so now we don't even speak up when we know that we should. Mm-hmm. You know, because now I'm going to get cussed out by this mother. I'm going to get cussed out by this grandmother. <laughs> you know what I mean? And right. so we don't say things because of things like that. But, you know, and when we do say things, then we get chastised because we said something. Yes. And I think mostly that's because we've gone to this thing where, you know, our business has not been safe with people. And so now nobody trusts anybody um, to know our business because um, instead of you helping me the expectation now is that people aren't going to help me they're just going to judge me and um, talk about me and then probably also distance themselves from me and or my children based off of what you know about us Mm -hmm. Um, which is I think is one of the reasons why the village has um and I think that just really came from crack, but that's just my own opinion. And that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> but um, I want to say thank you very much, um, Dan, for joining me and our listeners today. Um, great conversation. Is there anything else that you'd like to add at all? Um, no, I just, I just want us all to realize that our children and young adults need us and we need to get back to worrying about and supporting the community um, because things are not going to change and get better unless we step up and do what it is that God has called us to do and to do things in a godly manner. Yes, I would agree. Um, So, guys, we're just going to thank Zan for being here with us, and hopefully he'll join us on another podcast. It was actually really easy to get get him to to agree, which I didn't think was going to happen. So, (laughs) (laughs) I was a little shocked. I thought that I would need to have a bigger, a better pitch than what I had. So, um, I personally thank you and um, appreciate your perspective on this process. Oh, you're welcome. It was good to be a part of it. All right, so we're just going to end this segment, and um, I'm just going to let you go, Van, and I appreciate you so much. Uh, You're welcome. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And look at that. 
We've come to the end of yet another episode of I'm Just Saying with me, Danny. Don't forget, I'm out here on these internet streets and I'll be looking for you. So if you're looking for me, you can find me on Facebook at I'm Just Saying. You can also find me on Instagram at I'm Just Saying 21. For those of you who are also on the Twitter line, you can find me there. Now, the name's a little different, but it is it's I-T-S underscore M-E-E-D-A-N-N-I. That's right. It's me, Danny. Also, for you people who like to do email, you can find me there as well. And I'm waiting to hear from you. So, go over to your email and send me messages. You can also send me topics that you think that we should discuss. We're all family here. That email address is hey, I'm just saying 21 at gmail.com. Remember, there's no G at the end of saying. It's just hey, I'm just saying 21 at gmail.com. Again, I'm going to put all of these links down in the description box. And while you're down there, while you're checking out the description box, you can go ahead on and give me those good five-star review and write a review for my podcast. I know you enjoy it. You're here every week, and I thank you for that. Also, remember to share this with your friends. Share it with your family. Tell them to come on in. We can discuss with them as well. And subscribe. If you've already done it, that's great, but I'm sure one of your friends hasn't. I'm sure your cousin hasn't done it yet. Remind them to do so as well. Remember, guys, we are going to meet back again next week. And until then, also remember, you don't have to take anything I say as fact. After all, I'm just saying.